Welcome everyone. Welcome back to Just Tiffany Podcast, a Monroe Bishop production. It's your girl Tiffany, your host on any given day. I do it scared. I do it all alone. I do that shit. I choose me. I love me and fuck them people. Y'all, welcome back. I'm excited. This is my season finale of Just Tiffany Podcast. And I want to say this episode is sponsored by MBP Journals. Y'all, it's time to prepare for the new year by healing through journaling. I have journals that I've created so far. Uh, One, Fuck Them People, which is a boundary. And Keep Notes, Sis, which is a source of of healing and recognizing the change within you when it comes to dealing with different people in your life um i have journals on hand so hey if y'all want to buy a journal hit me up t with monroe at gmail.com you can find the journal both of the journals on amazon and on lulu and if you don't have the links for either of those you can go to my website www.monroebishop.com Go to the shopping page and find the links to Amazon and Lulu and get yourself a journal. Get your mama, get your sister, get your brother, get your cousins, get everybody a journal. They all need it. We all need it in this crazy time and space that we're in. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Like I said, this is my season finale of Just Tiffany. I've changed what I'm going to talk about several times. I'm pretty sure... And I know for sure this is probably going to be a lot longer than um, I anticipate. So if it is a lot longer than you're used to listening to, don't give up on this episode. Just listen to it for a while. Hit hit pause. Come back to it. But you definitely don't want to miss out on everything that I'm sharing because I'm all up and through my feelings um, with this episode. Um, my quote I want to start off with is, I thought I had it prepared, but y'all know how I am. Y'all know how I am. Oh, Tiffany, where's the quote? Where's the quote? The quote is, I truly appreciate kindness. I appreciate people checking up on me. I appreciate a quick message. I appreciate those who ask if I'm okay. I appreciate every single person in my life who has tried to brighten my days. It's the little things that matter the most. These are the things that I am most grateful for, especially um, this time of year where I am always extremely, extremely sad. This is my sad season, November, September, October. No, I think October, November, December is usually when it kicks in. But I want to just start referring to this as my gratitude and sad season because I definitely had to try. I've definitely tried to work on uh, my gratitude more this time around than I have ever uh, before in the past. So, yeah, it's been rough. But uh, before I get into that, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. I know that is super late because I was actually supposed to drop this on Thanksgiving. But I just want to just quickly touch on um me i went to florida first of all i hope you all had a great thanksgiving hope you all are doing great 
I want to thank you all for tuning in and sticking with me and sharing the podcast and giving me your feedback. I also want to thank everybody who has joined us who's new to the family. Thank you for coming in to rock with us. Um, Hopefully you stay. But if you don't, if you find this podcast is useful for someone else, definitely share it. Sharing is fucking caring. All right. As you can tell, I'm all over the place. With every, I have notes everywhere. Um, so, yeah, Thanksgiving, I went to Florida. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had so much to be grateful for. I was so happy to be with my family. I didn't see any friends this time around because I just, just wanted to focus on my family. I miss them. I miss my mom, my sister, my brother, my in-laws, my blended version of the family. I just missed everybody. I even missed her dog, my mom's dogs, Max and Prince. You know, I don't be fooled up with people's dogs. I barely be fooled up with mine. But I, I was just so grateful, and I had such a good time. And the joke was this uh, Thanksgiving was, which is usually every year, but more so than ever was the fact that I didn't cook. I don't cook. I can cook. I just don't want to cook. Okay. So here's the thing. And my mother reminded me like, you know, during the summer times when I would go visit my grandmother during the summer in Perry, Florida, um, I just remember just getting spanked. Usually because when I got there, she would cook dinner. I mean, she would cook these, these meals and you know, my grandmother was very nurturing and catering. She would cook for us and it was just always the best food. And then there would be a bunch of dishes in the sink. And I just remember ever so clearly her asking me to clean the kitchen. And I was like, no. Now, mind you, this had to start like when I was in fourth grade, maybe, I think. I was like, no, I'm not cleaning the kitchen. This is summer, summer vacation. I clean up, clean the kitchen, cook, help do whatever I can to assist the adults during the school year. But when I come here for the summer, this is my vacation. I'm not cleaning no kitchen. And baby, talk about an ass whooping. My grandma whooped my ass and she called my mama. And then I got uh, probably another ass whooping when I got home. But my mother reminded me of that. And And now when she mentioned it, I was like, you know, I do have this thing about me that when I go to people's houses, I have to consciously think and push myself to offer help. It's not that I don't want to. It's just that I'm not used to it. It's not something that I offer. And it can be really rude. I mean, because I do, I go to my friend's house now. Listen, I sit to their bar I'm waiting for a glass, I'm waiting for a bottle of wine, a bottle of water, snacks, and I'm sitting there on my phone, and my part of the contribution to the night is me, my company, great conversation, laughs, maybe some tears, just keeping you company while you do your entertainment thing. But so funny is like when, now I very rarely entertain here at the house, but when I do, I kind of like, sort of, kind of expect you to offer to help. I don't, but I do. When I think about it later after I finish doing what I'm doing, I'm thinking, you know, such and such and just sit there watching me. But that's what I do to people. And it's not because I'm lazy and it's not because I'm ungrateful. I just, 
I have this thing about when I come into your home, I'm your guest and I want to be catered to. What y'all think about that? And it's so funny because my friend Mika, I was we were talking about in the group chat about how I'm not cooking and how I'm not doing anything. And they laughing at me, picking at me or whatever. And she texted me talking about, uh, I told her I was tired from the trip. And she's like, for what? You ain't do nothing. You ain't cook. But I delegated. That's a lot. Because my mother had her plan for the kitchen where she was going to come in that morning. She wasn't cooking breakfast. It was going to be continental. She was going to put out the snacks for us to eat on throughout the day. She was going to prep her meals, whatever, whatever. And then the kitchen was going to get... Um, uh, you know, was ready for the next person. So that night before, I was like, hey, I, I don't want my mama frustrated. This is what we're going to do. Now, while we got everybody here, let's talk about the plans. So that was my contribution to make sure everything flowed smoothly and mommy didn't get frustrated and she was able to enjoy her family. But everybody wanted to make fun of me like I was doing the most, like what my little contribution to the night or to the Thanksgiving um, itinerary wasn't needed. And guess what? Mommy was in the kitchen the entire time. Tiana was all up and through there making a mess, which my mother was cleaning up because she has to have her kitchen a certain way. Then you got Mr. Harris coming through with the, the two turkeys. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And listen, I, I tried to organize that for them. I was not going to get involved. I was not going to offer any suggestions because when you start intervening in people's mess guess what they want you to help fix the mess and i just wasn't going to do it because i tried to do that before the day got started and it wasn't appreciated but i will say i don't like a lot of mess and i like things organized which i get from my mother so once we finish eating and finish having a great time i did start cleaning up the common area Taking tablecloths off the table, stacking dishes, putting food in containers, making sure everything was set up for people to take plates home. And once the dishes were stacked and ready, I made sure I started delegating again. I got the grandkids, the nieces and nephew, everybody. Hey, let's get in this kitchen and clean this kitchen. Okay. And of course, they made fun of that too. Like, what you doing? Look, I did what I came to do. I got the kitchen prepared for y'all to clean it. So I'm I'm valuable. I'm valuable. And it helped my mother out a great deal. And when she was finally able to sit down, she sat down. You know, but unfortunately, because she stayed so busy, I didn't get a chance to talk to her a whole, whole lot. You know, but I, you know, I'ma do better. I, I just I just don't like to be in Get in people's personal spaces, especially when it comes to kitchens. Y'all have us know how y'all feel about kitchens. I know how I feel about mine, even though mine is unorganized. You know how you feel about your space. And then when people come into your space and try to help, and when they don't necessarily do things the way you would like for them to do them, it distracts you, it frustrates you, it throws you off. So honestly, I'm doing you a favor by just sitting there, just keeping you company. Think about it. Just think about it. Another thing I really enjoyed about my trip to Florida was the change of scenery. Now, y'all know I jump rope. That's my new thing. It's become a lifestyle, a fixture in my life. I love it. And I was able to get some new scenery and actually help me clear my mind and give me um, just a way. Just I just wanted now when I came back to Houston, 
I wanted to find me a space outside of my garage where I can jump rope and have some beautiful scenery. So it definitely motivated me to just get out of my comfort zone because I don't jump in public. I don't jump in public because I feel like people are looking at me, judging me, and I feel like a failure when I trip. You know, and if you follow me on TikTok and on Instagram and on Facebook and everywhere else I have a gazillion pages, you will see that my video clips, I don't always share my bloopers, which I think I'm going to start doing more of that. I'm getting on track, but... I think I am because sometimes the pressure to be perfect is real. And I get so many messages and so much feedback from my jump rope. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not confident because I follow uh, jump rope, people who jump rope for a living, jump rope coaches, people who are younger who and even older who are amazing jump rope enthusiasts and uh jump rope athletes and and i do um because i'm human i i compare myself to them and and i'm hard on myself so when i get feedback from people i feel like i'm not being authentic and honest about what i'm truly doing because i trip a lot but if i showed you the entire workout session of my jump rope you'll be like well bitch like when you gonna get through like we've been jumping for an hour and they like so i feel like i'm doing y'all a favor by giving y'all these little clips but i think what i'm gonna start doing along with coming out of my comfort zone and going into a different scene is actually doing more blooper videos so y'all can see i may call it fuck it up friday like i like that where i can show you my bloopers where i mess up because i do a lot of practice a lot and uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm close. I'm close to my where I want to be perfection for myself and not for everybody else. Because if I if I share with y'all some of the people that I follow, y'all look at me. At least I think you will. So yeah, so I'm gonna work on my my fabrications of 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 my jump rope honestly i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna own my shit i jump very well i have come so far i was looking at some of my older videos because i can't jump right now because i hurt my shoulder i was in the er yesterday because my shoulder started bothering me when i woke up i couldn't even hardly move it i was like oh my gosh and right now i'm sitting in a state of i don't know what the fuck to do with myself because i can't jump rope I can, but I don't want to because I really want to give myself, my body, a chance to heal so I can have, so I could jump rope without, so I can heal and jump rope and not have long-term damage because I don't know what is wrong with my shoulder. They didn't see anything major, but all I got was an x-ray, so I need to get an MRI or a CAT scan or something to dig deeper to see why my shoulder was messing with me. And I can't lie, y'all, I cried. I'm jumping topics, but I cried like a baby yesterday because jump roping for me is such a me time thing. I I just love learning the tricks. I love the jumping. I love the way my body has transformed. I love the piece of it all. And not being able to jump, not now not waking up and deciding not to jump is one thing, but not being able to jump is a totally different beast. And so I'm definitely dealing with the fact that I can't jump, this is only day two, but I'm saying to myself, Tiffany, listen to your body, 
let your body heal, let your shoulder get some rest. So now I'm drinking detox tea every time I eat, so I won't get no weight. <laughs> Which I'm gonna talk about in a minute, because I, I think I got some body dysmorphia. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. But anyway, so let me get off the jump rope. So, like I mentioned earlier, um, or did I mention it? I can't even remember. About this um being a sad time for me. And, you know, and, and, and it's to the point now, y'all, like, you know, I created these journals. The journals launched in one launch. Fuck them people launched in October. Keep notes, sis, in November. And I truly cannot even enjoy the success, the, the fact that I accomplished such a major goal. I'm having a hard time enjoying it because of this seasonal depression. Now, this is something that I've dealt with for a very long time, you know, the and I think it stems from just the feelings and memories that are so heavy on me from my childhood. Um, I just, I just hide. I don't want to be fooled up with people. And this is truly where my relationships and the people in my life, my friendships are really tested because you really have to want to be my friend during this time. I'm very critical of people in my life during this time. And it has nothing to, nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me. Um, because my energy shifts. And I feel, this may, this is not everybody's reality, just mine. I just feel like when your energy shifts, people in your life who love and care about you notice this. And they check on you. So when people check on me, I'm like, you have no idea. It makes me feel... And it helps me out of the darkness. It makes me feel like you care. And it gives me a little bit of hope that this too shall pass with the things that are being said to me. And just the checking up on me just makes me feel really, really good. I know I lay low because by that same token, I ruin relationships. My mouth is so fucking reckless, y'all. I, And I'm not going to share... A whole lot about this, but just recently I got into it with my youngest son and I couldn't pull back. I couldn't pull back. And we already know these kids are entitled. They grown kids. They feel like they can say what they want to say. And he and I can have to I can honestly say he wasn't disrespectful because that's not his nature. But he feels like he could say stuff and keep saying it because he's grown. But when you confuse me with being grown and acting like a kid, I don't know how to respond. So we had a disagreement. And baby, Tiffany unleashed like nobody's business. And I'm not by any means whatsoever proud of the way I responded to him and how I acted. And I did go back in and apologize for my yelling, my tone, my cussing, because my son is not just anybody on the street. He's my son. I don't go around talking to people, anybody on the street crazy because I feel like I can. So why am I talking to him like that? But, and and this is not an excuse. This is how I'm, I, I'm, 
trying to get you to understand why I kind of stay to myself. I get quiet and pull back because I, when you say stuff to me, if I don't have time or give myself time to think about where it's coming from, you don't know what you're going to get from me. And I, when sometimes, a lot of times, when you say things, you cannot take them back. I don't care how much you apologize, how much regretful you are, and how much you try to make it up to that person. When you hurt a person with words, it's hard to take those things back. I mean, that is the longest healing process you can go through with somebody. I mean, I'm still going through it now with my with my bonus kids, you know, and even my own children with some of the things that I've said out of pure uncontrolled depression. And so I was talking about this with uh, one of my friend girls. I had checked up on her because her energy shifted. So when people energy shift, I I feel it. So I I checked up on her. And she was telling me about some of her stuff. And I was just telling her about me hiding out. And so she was like, so she don't really know about my uh, seasonal depression or anything like that. So I mentioned something about hiding out and doing stuff like that and just being sad. So she said that this has, um, so the fact that you're sad at the same time every year seems like it's a habit. And it's becoming a part of who you are. Uh, who was Tiffany before you allowed this season to rule your energy? Now, I, mean, I said that, to rule your energy. And, and, of course, I got a little defensive, like, you don't even know me like that. So, you know, I found myself explaining, like, this is seasonal depression, okay, number one. And two, yes, just because I'm depressed, I do need to work on controlling how I respond to people because irregardless of what I'm going through, nobody deserves to be talked to in a crazy way, you know. But when I'm having conflict with people, I can't always discern what's what i'm thinking you coming at me and you and you just get this reckless ass response from me you know and and i just want people to know that's not who i truly am even though it's a part of me if that makes sense and so right now i'm working on rebuilding with my son i still have some feelings about some stuff you know, he has a lot of feelings about some stuff. But I think for me personally, I just really need to work on being able to um, control myself. Which brings me to another quote, which I was going to say in the end, but it so applies right now. Is you got to train your mind to be stronger than your emotions or you will lose yourself every time. And I absolutely lost myself in that moment three days ago when it was uh, a conversation about something so small and escalated and everything that I was ever feeling probably this entire year, all that energy was put into that argument and was taken out on him. And nobody deserves that. No fucking body deserves that, whether I like you or not. Nobody deserves that. Because I know damn well I wouldn't put up with it. You know, you talk to me crazy. You, I, I, we may not be talking no more. So I have to accept accountability for my part in, 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 in my relationships that I have with people. And, you know, and I can't tell people how to heal, when to heal. I can't go off on you and, and then tell you how to be mad or how to, how to feel or, or how to heal or how to forgive. I can't tell you none of that. You know, that's all on you. 
And I just got to be patient with the process, especially if I want you in my life. And I definitely want my children in my life, regardless of how frustrating it can be. I love them, my family and everything. And I just would never want to, to ruin any relationship with anybody that I truly care about. I just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to handle it, you know, but I just think, it's just, you know, just getting back to my seasonal depression. And I've talked about this on a previous podcast, which was extremely emotional when I talked about it before. I don't even know which one it was, but it was definitely talking about um, my father and, and, and my stepmother. And I was talking about how Christmases, I would go to visit them during Christmas. And I don't, I don't want to make this a long story because I'm already... 25 minutes in and I haven't talked about half the shit I want to talk about. So I used to go down there for Christmas to to Tallahassee. Um, I was a young kid. I was older than my siblings. And I just remember not feeling wanted. I remember, I don't even know how these things could stay so raw in your, your, your life like this. I've been journaling like a crazy, I tell them that fucking people journal is so full I'm doing shadow work. I'm journaling everything because I'm so heavy on myself. But I just remember feeling not wanted. And I just remember, you know, when it came down to, because I already felt like I didn't get my father in general, him as a person in my life growing up. So as a kid, you know, I wanted gifts like everybody else. So not only that I wasn't getting a father in my life, now when I was coming to visit you, I wasn't made to feel welcome in my mind. And and then Santa Claus came, he only came for the kids that lived there. Like, he know I was visiting (laughs) my father in Tallahassee. Like, who does that? Like, who buys gifts for... The other kids and don't buy the a gift for me. Who buys gifts for my sisters and don't buy a gift for me from Santa? Who? How does Santa show up and say, "Well, you know, Tiffany don't live here. Uh, she ain't home, so she so she missed the mark this year. Try again next year, Tiffany. What the fuck? I was fucking traumatized as a kid. Okay, so and then when the next day when the gifts came from the parents. I still was get I got the short end of the stick because not only did Santa buy my sisters a bunch of nice stuff, then the parents bought a bunch of nice stuff, and I got a few little things here and there. So, just imagine as a kid not being able to process that could make a that could fuck somebody up, and it did. You know what I'm saying? So, and I told this on the last that part not last podcast, but that podcast uh, in season one, I think it was. That listen, oh, you want to hurt me? I'm finna let everybody know Santa ain't real. I start drop, I start dropping all the gems. You know, I was a kid, I didn't give a damn. I ran through the house like a damn Tasmanian devil, cause I, cause I got sick of being treated as if I didn't belong. And I think that's part of the reason why I am the way I am now, because of of feeling like I didn't belong someplace. I never felt like I belonged anywhere, you know, but that's neither here nor there. But I think that plays a lot into my um, depression during the end of the year. And 
I didn't do a very good job at creating traditions for my family with my children. So my children are like, I can't even say if my mom or grandmother did, but just because of who I am, I, when the holidays come, I'm there. I'm no matter what I was going through in my life, I'm showing up on Thanksgiving. I'm showing up on Christmas to spend time. You may not see me the rest of the year, but you're going to see me during those times because for me, that was family. And, and I think it was the era we was in. I don't know where those type of things were solidified because my grandmother used to always say, you know, this is where I want, I want to see you on. If I don't see you no other time, I want to see you on Thanksgiving. I even, my grandmother has long passed, but now I go see my mother or my mother comes here. We try to figure it out, you know, due to circumstances. But I, I wasn't, and I did have my own little way of doing things for Thanksgiving and Christmas with my kids, but I always went somewhere else. And because I always was going to somebody else's house, I never solidified a true foundation tradition here with my kids so now my kids go wherever they go you know what I'm saying I got to be like hey what you doing so that that makes me sad it really does and then I watch everybody else's life and I'm jealous not jealous in a way of I'm not happy for you but I'm jealous like wow wow like I would love that I would love to be at home in my home cooking dinner the kids are coming over Family members are coming over. And then again, I don't really have a lot of family here in Houston either. So that does play a part in that as well. So it's just so many things that's factoring into this seasonal depression. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, y'all. Just a tip. Oh, just a, just a, ooh, just a small tip. I mean, I, my brain's so heavy. I I could sit here and talk to y'all for th probably three days straight and still wouldn't get it all out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I just wouldn't. I'm going through a lot. And I don't want nobody's pity. I mean, I'm going to be fine. I'm a big girl. Um, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I am. I got to do better. I got to do better. So, body dysmorphia. Y'all, I think I, I think I have body dysmorphia. I, okay, so where was I? Because I didn't write it down. I, I don't know. Anyway, I was putting on an outfit to go somewhere. And normally when I get dressed, I'm very critical about what I'm wearing, how it's fitting me. Because, you know, if y'all know me and y'all close to me, my Achilles heel is my belly. My belly is not where I want it to be. And I am so insecure about it for whatever reason. But I refuse to get surgery. Because everything that I got going on right now, I work hard for. I put, I put the work in. I've worked out. And, you know, I had a heart attack a few years ago. And, and that's not to say that if I could have surgery, I wouldn't. Because maybe if my doctor gave me the stamp of approval and I felt safe and felt like I could get away with it or confident in having a surgery, not to say I, I, I probably would. I probably would to get the little extra skin taken off. But because I can't, I work very hard at working on my body and my health to get where I am. I, I And I, re I realize that. However, when I see myself, this is crazy. When I see myself in the mirror, I don't see what you see. I see so many things that I still need to work on. I still see chubby Tiffany that needs to work on losing her stomach, being however many pounds I am, I'm not even gonna share how much I weigh right now. Cause I mean, I 
I guess I should be proud, but listen, I don't want nobody talking about me. So, I, you know, however many pounds I am. So anyway, I was putting on this outfit. Like I said, I'm very critical, you know, and Larry always saying, oh, you're so skinny. Now, he doesn't say skinny in a way that it looks bad. He just says that usually when I, I lose weight, I'm a little bit more muscular. My booty's a little bit more plumper. Um, but I didn't go about, uh, when I first initially started on this weight loss journey, how I started off, I didn't do it the best way. So I did lose a lot of muscle. So right now I am rebuilding muscle, but so I put this outfit on and I just, I didn't just buy it, but it, I, it had been in my closet for a while. I got clothes in there that I was buying during the pandemic that I never really wore, but they was just a regular, I mean, I didn't really think about it that I bought it. Um, prior to me uh, losing weight. So I put this outfit on and I had to pin it up. And that was the first time that I said to myself, wow, girl, you have really trimmed down. And I felt accomplished. I felt like I had met a goal. I felt like I had finally succeeded, worked hard at something and succeeded at it. But then when I turned around in the mirror, I looked again and was probably at my stomach. And I said, girl, you still got more work to do. This ain't right. This could go wrong at any moment. Blink and it could go wrong. You know what I'm saying? You could gain this weight back. You know, um, if you don't stand at this angle or that angle, you're going to look like this. You're going to look like that. You know, I mean, because even when I'm doing my jump rope videos, I'm always looking for, like, do I look fat? Do I look fat? Like, it's tough. It's tough. And I and I get it. And I get the, um, I think it's a this, this skinny fat girl thing in my head. Like, and I get it from my friends all the time. Like, girl, you should be grateful you know, at your size, at the way your body is, you should be more conf confident. And I get it. And I rationalize all these things people say to me because people get offended when I call myself fat. But here's the thing, because even when I did weigh more and I was a little thicker than I am now, and I would reference myself being fat, just because you're heavier, bigger, your BMI is more than mine. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm not looking at you saying you're fat. I don't look at other people now. Definitely when I see people and, and you know, I mean, I'm a human. So if you see, I, but I don't, I don't look at you and measure myself against you. I measure myself against me. So when I call myself fat, and I think I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to beat this in the head. I'm talking about the way I look at myself and view myself. So you telling me that I look a certain way as opposed to the way you look. Cause I'm always a girl, bitch, let me pull out my belly and show you what fat is. It's not going to make a difference how I see my belly. Cause in my brain, I still feel like I have work to do on my stomach. And you may be bigger than me. Your stomach may be bigger than mine. But you could be just as happy and confident with whatever you got going on. Jingling, baby. Go ahead. I mean, you could be fine with, with what you got going on. And I'm happy that you're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm loving your confidence. I'm trying to 
absorb some of your confidence because I need it because I don't feel like I'm where I need to be. And I know this is a problem. And I'm saying this out loud to you because I know this is a fucking problem and I'm going to work on it. But please, 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 please. If for one thing, I have a hard time accepting compliments, which is trauma. Okay. I, I am working on saying thank you. When people tell me I look good, when people tell me I jump good, when people tell me, you know, uh, how proud of me with my journals and things that I'm doing that I inspire them. I'm working on just saying thank you and not saying thank you, but just in case you come back and see a flaw that you didn't see before. I'm working on that. But if I don't see what you see, please don't beat me up, y'all, because I, 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 I tell you what. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And definitely I appreciate every compliment. I appreciate the questions. I appreciate everybody wanting to learn the journey, wanting to know everything that I've done to get here. I appreciate everyone recognizing that I'm 51 and I look the way I do. Because listen, by no means necessary, I don't think I don't look good. Now I look at myself, I'm a sexy bitch. Like I told y'all before, you know, I'm attracted to myself. I turn myself on. However, I do have a dysmorphia where I'm looking at myself also feeling like I'm still having to constantly tweak stuff, you know, and I'm just tired of having these debates and arguments with people about the definition of fat. You know what I'm saying? Because like I say, even when I was a little bigger, I may not be your big, but I'm too big for my body. I mean, I was like at 168 pounds. My back was hurting. My knees was hurting. Okay, I was a lot smaller than some of the people in my life and my family and my friends. However, my weight was affecting my body. It was making my heart work harder than it needed to. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't look like I wanted to look. I didn't fit in my clothes the way I wanted to fit in my clothes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a skinny fat girl. Whether you choose to accept that about me or not, I am a skinny fat girl. Whew. Okay, yeah, these holidays been rough, y'all. They've been rough. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I did want to talk about, maybe I'll just wait till next season. I, I don't know if I was, I think I did say I'm, this is the fi the finale for season three. Season four is coming, oh, I want to say January the 6th or the 3rd. No, 6th is a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 6th, 7th, 8th. So let me look at my calendar. I didn't write it down and I can't remember December, let alone what's going on in January. So uh, I think I was coming back January the 3rd. I was right, January the 6th or the 13th. Um, hold on a second. Okay, I had to stop the recording and I truly forgot where I left off at, but I think I was talking about season four. I'm not for sure. So if I repeat something, just roll with it. Roll out. Okay, um, so I think I said I will return. I will be returning either the 6th or the 13th. Um, I'm excited because I'm thinking about, uh, well, I'm not thinking about, I actually am bringing in guests uh for the first time on to this podcast platform which i'm super excited about 
Um, I'm doing a, um, a podcast series in the company of women where I'm going to be interviewing some women that, um, that are just, just women from at different phases of their life. And we're going to talk about, uh, friendship and relationships and just, you know, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Point blank and period. I'm not sure. I haven't worked out the details yet, but I've already notified the ladies that I would like to come uh, aboard to talk about these topics, but I'm absolutely open to anyone, um, that want to talk outside of these conversations on the, this podcast and just have a conversation with me in general. I'm definitely open to that. So just reach out to me, just Tiffany podcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, as far as season four goes, I'm trying to work out the details because I ain't gonna lie. Y'all I get burnt out quick. Uh, my, uh, Larry asked me, well, do you even still like podcasts? And I was like, yeah, I do, but should I get burnt out? I mean, I get burnt out jump rope and I love that too. So, um, but I definitely want to make it where the podcast is beneficial. I want to be consistent. I want to make money. And I keep saying to everybody, I need a job. I don't have a job. But guess what? Until I find one, this is a job for me, a job that I love, the job that I want to put a lot of effort and energy into as I would if I walked on somebody else's um, uh, platform and, and clocked in. I want to give myself that same energy here. So I definitely plan on being more consistent, being more involved, being more uh, communicative. I'm going to try to go live more. I'm going to try to post more. I'm going to try. So in the midst of trying to revamp and do all these different things, I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to cut either my seasons into sections, like maybe do six, eight seasons and at the beginning and then maybe eight seasons in the end. I want to do 13. 13 is my, is my number, uh, but I couldn't find a way to to, to get 13 seasons in for the year and take a couple of breaks without, you know, so I won't burn myself out, you know, um, I would love for you to share, excuse me. Um, if you have anything you would like for me to talk about, that would be great. I am, uh, I've been listening. I'm coming back with some stories. I am going to start back with some storytelling. I just got, I got off that a little bit because folks was getting upset about some of the things that I was sharing, you know, but honestly, fuck them people. I'm, I'm just, listen, if I got a story to share, I'm going to share it. Um, let's see what else I want to cover with everybody. Um, I want to share with y'all real quick before I go. I had went to brunch with my friend girl, you know, and she listening. I know she going to listen to this. We went to 5015 for brunch. Okay. That's in Houston off Almeda somewhere, I think. I don't know if I said that right, y'all. God bless me because y'all know my memory is bad. I have no sense of direction. And I don't know where everything is here in Houston, Texas. And I've been here since 2005. And it is what it is. So I was meeting her for brunch. She wanted to do something different. You know, she don't went blonde now. She feeling herself. She looking all cute and stuff. And she want to see how much fun a blonde can have. So she want to do something different. Now, me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with the flow type of person because I figure if we going someplace, you know where you taking me, okay? So we get, so she beat me there. So she texted me and she was like, girl, they doing COVID tests to get into the spot, 5015. I was like, ew, for what? 
But she said, don't worry about it. It's just your jaw. You're not going up your nose. So when I got there, it was raining. I did valet because it was raining and because the parking is bad over there. So I got my umbrella and I got in line under the, the canopy to, to do this test. And you had to, um, I'm talking fast, but you had to scan this barcode and then you had to fill out all these questions. My phone wasn't cooperating. I was getting wet. I didn't appreciate this. It was a lot of personal information. I didn't understand it, and I don't have the, the company with me now, but when I come back in January, if I remember and it's still on my spirit, I'm going to talk about this again because I was irritated because I don't know who the fuck I gave my information to. Larry's like, is you dumb? Like, you don't go around taking COVID, random COVID tests, and you don't even know why you taking it. So, but I did ask them, like, what is this for? And they was like, um, um, what did, what did she say? The, the owner is doing a community outreach or something. So clearly he was doing some third research for some third party company, which I'm pretty sure is in some shape or form and violation, some kind of way of our rights and our privacy, because, you know, you know, they rushing us to get in. We trying to rush to get in. And honestly, if I wasn't as hungry as I was and hadn't waited to eat all day, and waited to see my blonde bombshell friend in person, I probably would have like, bitch, let's go. We leaving because this ain't what we trying to do. But I did it like a dummy, filled out all this information and the options as to why you was taking the COVID test made it seem like you had an issue. It never said on there is because we're doing it for a survey or some community outreach, all the options. So we had to pick. So I lied. So just in case this is on my record, I lied because I didn't have any other option to choose but what they gave me. And so I took the COVID test and they and they gave us a swab, a brand new packet and the Q-tips. And we had to swab both sides of our cheeks for five seconds. And she was down my throat counting as I did it. And then I put it in this little thing or whatever. And, um, and they sent it off. And I got my results back saying that I was uh, negative, that I did not have COVID. But I said all that to say this. It wasn't even worth it. We was miserable in it. Now it was fun watching people. And we was and it was people was in there our age. They just weren't acting our age. So I was like, girl, are we old? Are we burnt out? Why we why we acting like that? Why we ain't smoking hookahs and dropping it like it's hot and singing in the rain and gyrating and twerking? Because I know these women were every bit of my age, if not older, maybe a little younger. I don't know. But it was very entertaining watching everybody. But the music was loud. The DJ was loud. The service was a la carte and confusing as hell. You know, it's a indoor, outdoor bar. Um, you had a, 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 a minimum of what you could spend. If you came in, then you you had to eat. You know, you had to get a tab, you know. Um yeah. Listen, what my my envision of brunch is a nice little place with some nice little elevator music playing, drinking some mimosas and being able to catch up on each other's coochie. When I say that, I mean have good personal deep conversations, not you know what I'm saying, catch up on each other's coochies. And I listen, we couldn't, we was yelling. And I think at one point I yelled and the music went off. <laughs> But we couldn't have a conversation. We couldn't hear each other. So we had nothing to do except just look at other people and just laugh and just enjoy them having fun. And then the rain hit so hard, came down so hard because we was on the patio. Everybody came bun rushing into where we were. 
putting their hookahs on our table, their look about us, and excuse me, I hope you don't mind. Bitch, did we just take a COVID test? Like, why are you in my personal space? They was touching me, close to me. I think some guy blew hookah in my face or a cigar or something. It was just... <sighs> Mika, we ain't going there no more unless we going there for different reasons, okay? Because brunch ain't it. We need to... I wanted to go to Papa Do's. I wanted a uh, a swamp thing and some fish and some spinach because, I, listen, but I, I, th that COVID test, I'm going to revisit that because I need to, I should have kept the, um, the link on my phone if I could find it in my library of links, my history. I'm going to definitely go back to it and talk about this again because it was, I just feel like it was inappropriate and they would not allow you to go in until you took this test, which says to me, there was a hidden agenda and I don't appreciate it. Now I have some other stuff I want to talk about, but it's probably going to take a lot longer than you're probably willing to listen and a lot longer than I want to be here anymore. Um, I thank you. This is definitely bittersweet for me. I definitely appreciate y'all rocking with me, hanging with me, loving me, uh, criticizing me, judging me. And listening to me for season three of Just Tiffany Podcast, it's been real, it's been wonderful, it's been therapeutic. I enjoy being here. A lot of it was rambling, a lot of it was uh, shameless plugs for my journals, but guess what? It's my fucking podcast, okay? I can do what I want to do. It's my fucking podcast. So, But get yourself a journal, and I'm so serious about this, y'all. I, I, I definitely need to... I'm, I got some things I'm doing with my journals. I, I'm going to pull back. I, I got one more journal that's coming out. I got a list of journals that's coming out, but one more that I want to come out early next year and one on my birthday. Um, but I'm going to take some time and pull back and try to give you all a little bit more depth and understanding because I get so many questions about what are they for? Uh, what? There's nothing inside. I thought it was a book. Uh, what do I write? What do I do? Like, and I'm just like squeezing my face, like, and opening one eye and scrunching, like, what? Like, and I don't want to minimize all my efforts and say it's, it's just, it's a notebook, but it is a notebook. It's a notebook. Now, granted, these notebooks are generated from my, my own personal experiences, me being, not being able to set boundaries with, uh, with, um, how I allow people to affect me, which is fuck them people, is a boundary. It's not that I don't care about nobody. It's not that you shouldn't care about nobody. It's putting limitations on what you allow other people's energy to do to your energy, basically. Keep no sis. Um, it was birthed out of me journaling through my relationships, trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Why you keep choosing the same person? Why you keep overlooking the same shit? Why you keep dealing with the same shit? What is going on with you? What do you need to fix? Who you need to heal? The little girl inside you needs some attention. Like why you keep doing the same stuff over and over again? So let's keep notes, sis. And, but honestly, you could do this for anything. If you are a list maker, you can make your list, your, your, your to-do to list. You know, you could, you know, track your conversations with the bill collectors. You could write little jot little stuff down, little stuff to, to, to jog your memory. Put your addresses in. People still like address books. I don't know. Just gra gratitude. There you go. Use it for gratitude. I wouldn't suggest putting your prayers and fuck them people because of the word fuck. But guess what? 
Fuck them people. If you want to use it to, for your for your for your gratitude and your prayers, and by all means, fuck them people is what it is to you. Okay, not to the rest of us. That's fuck them people. Okay, whatever you want to use your journals for, then that's what you use them for. There is no um, right or wrong way to use a journal. I journal to release. To keep from cussing y'all asses out, uh, to preserve relationships, to preserve my peace of mind, to be able to say the things that I want to say, but to you that I don't necessarily want to say to you because it wouldn't make a difference. So it's just, it's like writing something down, folding it up, putting it in a box or burning it, however you want. But don't burn my journal now. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just saying it's like putting your thoughts into something and then walking away from it. You feel vindicated and and releasing these thoughts and um and moving away from them in a in a healthy way. So yeah, um protect your mental health by not looking at things you know will trigger you. With that being said, you all have a merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. And I would try my best not to look at your pictures and your beautiful uh, events and your uh, get-togethers and, and your matching pajamas and feel some type of way. Because I got to guarantee you, I'm going to be jealous like, I want it. I want it. It's so funny because um, I was like, here go me. It's always Mika. Mika, she said, Tiffany, you always want what somebody else got. And it's true. Like, when Dana got engaged, I was like. I want to get engaged. I'm like, bitch, you already married. And I forgot what it was. We said at the house, somebody said something. And I was like, oh, I want one. I want that. And and let me tell you something about me. I do want everything that I see, but I guarantee you it's very rare that I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go get it. I'm the bitch that sees everything that I want in the grocery store. I put it in my basket. Once I make that second round through the grocery store, by the time I get back to the front, I don't have all that stuff in my basket. My carts online, same thing. I put all this shit in my carts online that I see because I want everything that I see. And then guess what? I go look at it. I look at the price. I look at my, my bank account and everything comes out of my bank. My uh, comes out of the cart and goes back into their inventory because I can't afford that shit. I just be talking. I just like the idea of, wow, that would be nice. I want that too. But then once I leave, I don't forget what it was that I wanted until I see it again. I'm like, oh, I want it. But then I don't lost the energy. But, I, you know, listen, I don't want y'all stuff. I don't want y'all life. I don't want y'all problems. I don't want y'all successes. I don't want y'all challenges. What's for me is for me. But can I absolutely celebrate what you got going on? Absolutely. And that's all I'm doing is celebrating whatever y'all got going on. So there you go, Mika. All right. Love you. Anyway, y'all have again, have a wonderful holiday and... I will see you in January, God willing, January 2022 with all new episodes of Just Tiffany Podcast, brand new energy, new stories, great conversations, and another journal. Moody as fuck. All right, y'all. I'm out. God bless. Love you. Bye.